Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 183. Good morning. We've talked the whole night. We've talked the whole night. Good morning. Woohoo! Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we are. Good afternoon, Bob. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it may be, wherever you are, Mr. Brantley. How's everything going? Things are good, pal. I'm just happy to be alive. Life is good. Well, when you get older, that statement means a lot more, doesn't it? It certainly does. <laughs> I'm glad to be alive. Glad to be alive. Glad to be here that with when you, you're brother. 35, people go, wow, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> now they just go, oh, well, I guess I understand. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's I understand. Right. I understand. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And I, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. I had a little uh, episode with my left foot. Couldn't walk on it for a couple of days, but I recovered. And now I'm walking on my left foot. So that was so, so some did it people go numb that's normal. On you? <laughs> did it go numb or what? Well, it's numb all the time from my back surgery, but it just went to where it's painful to step on it. So oh my I don't God. know what it was. Well, my back surgery helped, but it did not make me numb. Well, I didn't it's, even know uh, I had back surgery, really. I forgot all about that. How long's it been? Because we had it within a couple of weeks of each other. It's been a year? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah they, um, something uh, like that. A doctor found that. Actually, the, the doctor was looking at an MRI and says, Hey, your back is in terrible shape. I didn't <laughs> even know it. I said, Well, I've got so much pain. <laughs> That's the least of my worries. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, so they did surgery and put it back together. And I, yeah, I felt fine from then on. I'm no problem. Well, here we are. Um, it is, uh, when people are hearing this, this is Memorial Day weekend when we uh, salute all the servicemen that we've lost all the way back to the Civil War. And I uh, did a little thing about that on the air the other day. And, uh, you know, um, it started with the, um, uh, back in the Civil War, and they, the Confederates and... and, and so the, the Union? Union. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. They yeah. both celebrated uh, on separate days. But after World War I, they celebrated that together. Oh. So they came together. Oh, but anyway, it is uh, the weekend of Memorial Day, and we do salute um, all those who have fallen, and, uh, and God bless all their families. Yeah. Well, I noticed, too, that other people celebrate Memorial Day just by going to the graveyards and putting flowers on the graves. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's a big deal. It is, you know, and I didn't think about it, but uh, if you have a, a loved one that served and gave the ultimate sacrifice, I would think it would be a day that you would always go and make sure there's flowers on the grave. Mm -hmm. That's so. true. Well, here we are, number 183, Ed, and um, 183 shows. For our 200th, we need to do something really special, like uh, have somebody fly us to uh, the Bahamas or something to do the show there. <laughs> Good idea, brother. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get this puppy going. We like to talk about things that have happened in the past about this time. Where do you want to start? Well, we can start on May 15th of 1972. Mm-hmm. George Wallace 
will shot while campaigning for the presidency. You remember that, don't you? I do. I remember very well. And, um, you know, he wasn't well liked in the northern states. He was very popular in the southern states. And he got shot uh, in Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, right at the Mason-Dixon line. So um, <laughs> he, um, he never really recovered from that, did he? No, he ended up in a wheelchair. He was paralyzed from the waist down. And I don't know when he died, but he died not too long after that. Yeah. So. That's true. Um, stock exchange, it started May 17th of 1792 when two dozen merchants and brokers got underneath a uh, buttonwood tree on Wall Street and uh, <laughs> traded in stocks and sold stocks and stuff like that or, uh, uh, you know, stocks in their company. And uh, there you go, 1792, it all got started. Wow. Then they all went to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were, yeah, probably so. And had a pint. <laughs> uh, all right, what else you got? 1875, on May 17th, the first Kentucky Derby horse race was at Churchill Downs in Louisville. And, uh, well, you, boy, that and tell you, you last time been, I was at Churchill Downs, it looked like it hasn't changed at all since No, I know it. It looks pretty rowdy. I mean, it's <laughs> not, very, not very nice, is it? No, it looks a little bit worn out. Uh, May know, 20th, 1927, Charles Lindbergh was only, tw I didn't realize this, he was only 25 years old hmm. when he left Roosevelt Field, Long Island, and the spirit of St. Louis he was trying to win $25,000 first prize for a first solo nonstop flight between New York City and Paris. And lo and behold, 33 hours later, he landed in Paris, earning the nickname Lucky Lindy and became an instant worldwide hero. So it took him 33 hours to fly from New York City to Paris. Nonstop? Yeah, oh yeah, he did. I mean, he was over the ocean. Flight. Yeah, he probably the plane was probably just full of barrel, barrels of fuel. Thirty-three hour flight. Good grief! And do you think uh, in 1927, I doubt the plane had autopilot. No, I probably didn't. No, I don't think so. Would you? Would you even today be brave enough to fly a prop plane <laughs> across the Atlantic? To Paris? No, I wouldn't, but I would fly it to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of hung up on the Bahamas, aren't we? Yeah, we are. All That's right, you got another person that flew a yeah. plane. Who is that? Well, this, this is kind of funny here. Napoleon Bonaparte became Emperor of France yeah. in May, May 18th, and here's how he got it. They were crowning Pope Pius VII. Yeah. An actual coronation ceremony, and he stole the crown and put it on himself. <laughs> God, don't you know that? he had to have been? Uh, can you? I can know what he was like. Uh, I, he, he probably was like Trump. Give me that crown. <laughs> Enough of this uh, Latin you're talking. Just put the crown on my head. Let's move on. Yeah, let's go. That's right. Okay. All right. Um, and you got somebody else that flew a plane. Yeah, Amelia Earhart became the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic. She departed Newfoundland, Canada about 7 p.m. and landed in Londonderry, Ireland, competing the 2026 mile flight in 13 hours. 
her plane was a little bit faster, I guess, than the first one from Lindbergh. Yeah, you think? Yeah, you And think, so yeah. she flew across the Atlantic, first woman to do that, and then five years later, it didn't go so well. No, she and her navigator, Fred Noonan, Noonan disappeared while trying to fly their twin-engine plane around the equator. Yeah. Of course, you know. One day, Ed, they will find her plane. I predict one day. You're right. You're right. One day when they find out how to explore the ocean depths very easily, they're going to find a whole lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Even stuff people didn't want you to find. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Red Cross, May 21st, 1881, was started by Clara Barton. Still around, obviously. Yeah. What else? Well, old telegraph inventor Samuel Morse sent the first official telegraph message, What hath God wrought from the Capitol building in Washington to Baltimore? Never understood what that meant all my years in school. I'm not really sure either, unless he thought it was just too progressive to be able to send a message by wires. But Mm -hmm. I don't know... I don't know, um, did, did, was it Marconi that uh, discovered wireless or invented well, wireless? Debatable. It's debated, but yeah, it was Marconi. And then there was, an, um, yeah, I, I think there's two people that were involved in that. And I don't remember the name of the other one, but it's a, it's a, there's a little dispute over it. Well, let's see. Um, I saw the movie on this, the Dunkirk evacuation. Did you see the movie about this? Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So German troops were advancing on British troops and were going to trap them on the northern coast of France, and they had no way of getting them out. And so British and French and Belgium uh, citizens took their boats, their dinghies, (laughs) <laughs> whatever they could find to cross over the English Channel. What's the English Channel, like 90 miles? I don't think it's that far, really. People have swam, swam it yeah. before. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they rescued 200,000 British and 140,000 French and Belgium soldiers. Wow. Pretty wild. It is pretty wild. Mm. And then uh, uh, in May 27th, 1937, 200,000 people. That was the first big deal in San Francisco. They celebrated the grand opening of the Golden Gate Bridge by walking across it. Guys, that's safe. 200,000 people. (laughs) What what if it had fallen in? Yeah, Uh, really? (laughs) God. You know, here's one that kind of, um, I, I know more about it than most people do. May 31st, 1889. 2,300 people were killed in the Johnstown flood in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Um, uh, the Connemad River Dam burst, sending a wall of water 75 feet high pouring down upon the city. When I was in the hockey business, uh, one of the teams we had was Johnstown, and we played, it was in the league, and we would have meetings sometimes in Johnstown. And uh, Johnstown is not the most beautiful city. Uh, there is, <laughs> but uh, all through the town, they have these signs that mm-hmm. s- will say the water was this high during the Johnstown flood. Wow. I mean, they said, uh, um, I mean, safety deposit boxes were floating down the street. It, mm. it was just 
the whole town was flooded. Mm-hmm. And 2,300 people died, so it was, a, it was a terrible, terrible event. But if you ever go to Johnstown, you're going to see those signs. There you go. All right, ready to move on? I'm ready, pal. Let's go. All right, buddy, let's see. Do you have a question of the day? I do. I do. I do. What is America's most popular side dish? Got to be mashed potatoes. <laughs> what do you think it is? Well, I know what it is. It's potatoes, that's for sure. I always thought, you know, if, you, if you're trying to lose weight and you go out to eat, if you just leave off the french fries, you can lose a bunch of weight. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. but anyway, a five-ounce potato is about to, has about 100 calories. It's not that bad. There's no fat in it, 26 grams of carbohydrates, 3 grams of fiber, 21% of the daily recommendation for potassium. And, and that's, you know, potato is, uh, if you don't fry it, it's okay. If you bake a potato, man, yeah. you're rolling. That's a good thing to do. Well, I didn't, you know, um, if you just, I think if uh, you just, yeah, you're right. If you just don't have fried potatoes, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say potatoes, almost every every restaurant has to have a potato of some sort, unless you're Chinese or Japanese. And every fast food restaurant, that's where they make their money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, now, the most common North American varieties are the Russet, Russet Burbank and the Yellow Fin Potato. I've, I've never heard of any one of them. But. I've heard of Russet. That, in fact, I, that's the ones I really know. That's like if I go down to the grocery store, and I get a baking potato. That's what I would assume it is, isn't it? A yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I can remember. You remember when some people would make those potatoes that looked like they were a, a real thin skin on it? No. What are those? I don't know. We'll work real on thin that. skin. Hmm. Yeah, the little tiny ones. I don't know. Well, you know, in, in, in East Tennessee, we have a thing at our house called mountain potatoes. And it's, it's you, you take a potato and slice it, fry it in a skillet, in a cast iron skillet, put some onions in there, blah, blah, blah. And, and it, it's really good, but it's, that, that's not the, you know, it's not the healthy kind, probably. But anyway. <laughs> hmm. Well, we all love potatoes. If you don't, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. Can you, ma- can you imagine McDonald's without their French fries? No. That's America's favorite side item. That's not go. true everywhere else, but it is here. Oh, yeah. Potatoes in. All right, so I got a you... question for Mr. Brantley. Okay. Why isn't the internet free? It is free, isn't it? No, it's not free. Why are we paying for it? Probably paying, you know, 50 60 70 $80 a month to have internet. Well, you're, you're paying for the connection to the internet. But the internet itself is free. Why can't I connect free? You, you, <laughs> I you know, know. I want you. it free. I <laughs> want it completely free. You know, I did remember when I was uh, traveling in Europe, uh, every single restaurant, um, that was a big deal that they had free internet. Mm-hmm. And you could, because we would go there and we would, be able to text, you know, back home at every single restaurant. Whereas here, not all restaurants have internet. 
No, they don't. And I, I don't know why that is, but in Europe, it was a big deal. Yeah. It was like a selling point. We have free internet. Free well, internet. I just, ever since um, <clears throat> uh, Al Gore invented the internet, <laughs> <laughs> I want it free, baby. Well, they charge you for using the internet on sailing ships, or they used to. I guess they still do that. Got it. There's a, there's a fee. Well, you're trapped. Yeah, you are. You got that right. Yeah, the, and, um, there ain't um, no free lunches, are there? No, there's not. No All right, let's lunches. move along. Ed, tell everybody what the topic of the day today is. Well, what animals are in danger of extinction? And I'm Ooh. sure that we got a list of those somewhere, so we're going to talk about that. All right, and you've got a sponsor. I do, and it's my friends at Weigel's, where, of course, you can get the dipping chicken. Now, these, these are boneless pieces of chicken, fried perfect, never frozen, hand-breaded, fried to perfection. The dipping chicken is made fresh to order when you order it. And they have seven amazing sauces, one for everyone to enjoy. The sauces include Signature, Weigel's uh, Signature, Hot Hot Honey, Honey Mustard, Caribbean jerk, buffalo, and barbecue. Mm. So you got a lot to choose from, but the dipping chicken is a, it's a hit, man. I'm telling you, it's you go into into Weigel's, and and a lot of people don't realize this, but Weigel's have kitchens in the store, and they have people working back there. It's like a fast food restaurant. I mean, they have pizza, sandwiches, barbecue pork, everything from chicken to burgers to barbecue all the way to grilled cheese subs everything else you want just tell them what you want they'll fix it for you it's pretty good well ever good ever since you told me about that i went down there and had some of that dip in chicken and i tell you what it's it's excellent excellent chicken yep excellent dip in chicken all right all Thank right Ed. Uh, okay buddy uh, what animals are in danger of becoming extinct when i saw this list um, it really kind of shook me up. Um, we pulled up a list of 87 animals that will be extinct, extinct by 2050. So that's 27, uh, no, yeah, 27 years from now. Um, and some of them I never heard of, Ed, but, there, but some of the other ones really kind of shocked me. Did, what did you think when you saw this list? Well, I saw some that I was familiar with on here, and I thought, well, that, that's not good. Like the African lion, for instance. Yeah. You know, I would not imagine that, you know, I mean, they've got, it's being taken care of in Africa and all that. Of course, I won't be bringing any of them home. <laughs> no, they won't be staying at the house. But uh, African lion was number five on the list that will be extinct by 2050. The... Um, Asian wild elephant, dog. number eight. African wild dog, the red wolf. Yep. I've seen red wolves in zoos. The uh, lowland gorilla. Red Mountain panda. Gorilla. Yeah. You're familiar with so that. It's, yeah, it's, um, I don't say, well, whale shark. Yeah. Good grief. Polar bears. Oh my gosh, Polar yes. bears. Hmm. They're saying by 2050 there will be no more polar bears. Wow! How, how do we how do we fix that? I don't know. I mean, that's I, a, it, no that's more a... polar bears by 2050. They'll be extinct. Sea otter. Yeah. Loggerhead turtles. 
I krill. Just, That's what huh? shark, uh, the whales eat krill, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Florida manatee. Um, Hammerhead shark. That one surprised me. Hammerhead sharks. Yeah, it does me wow. too. And this one hurts a little bit. The Atlantic halibut. I love halibut. I mean, you go, to, you go to restaurants and order halibut. If by 2050 there's no more Atlantic halibut, I mean, some of, the, some of them on this list just really surprised me. Hmm. Uh, I saw now California Condor, they were just in the news mm -hmm. that some of them, they lost 10 California Condors died in the last month from the avian flu. Hmm. Hmm. But there's, there's a list of 86 things, bumblebees. Yeah. No more bumblebees by 2050. Hmm. Uh, I, I, people need to look at this list and soak it in. And I, it's 27 years away, but there's something we can do. Um, they said there is a chance these could be saved. But it's, so what do you suggest, Bob? You think everybody ought to just pick one and work on it? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think... I'm, I'm, I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't know the reason that the African lion is going to go away in 27 years, but somebody does, and we need to figure out what it is and then stop whatever it is from happening. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess you could pick one and research it and learn all about it and then make people aware of it. Yeah, this would be a good cause. project for school children to do too. Yeah. Bumblebees. Well, it just really um, shocked me. Um, uh, I, now, some of them are just in certain areas, but the Asian elephant, African lion, the red wolf, the red panda, the African forest elephant, the, the polar bears. I mean, you can't get any more. God, that's like yeah. a. That's something everybody talks about when you see them in mm -hmm. school books. Mm -hmm. Sea otter, blue whale. California condor, same thing. It's just amazing. I, I just, this list was amazing and scary and we, yeah. we need to do something about it. And I don't know what the answer is, but I do, I am glad we talked about it. What, what, what's your take on the whole thing? Well, I think all of them have a 50% chance of becoming extinct. Uh, all animals probably do, but the, yeah. you know, it's, the world is so polluted now and the world has so many things on their mind that these, the animals have to be protected. And I guess the only place you'll find them is in a zoo. Uh, yeah. But yeah. It, it, uh, it, it, but you know, I mean, any animal is eventually going to age and die. So yeah, if they don't true. work on making sure they're reproducing, even if they're in a zoo, you'll end up with none of them. The Florida manatee. Wouldn't yeah. that be awful? I mean, that's a, a celebrated... Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, move along. Tell everybody what's coming up, Ed, and then I've got a sponsor. All right, buddy. What's coming up is our mailbox and complaints. We're going to complain about everything. Well, we can do that. All right. Uh, my... Uh, 
My topic here for today, my uh, sponsor is Ben Lucky. You know, we've talked about Ben Lucky many, many times. If you haven't been, then I'm, I'm shocked. Why haven't you been? I actually was uh, talking to somebody the other day about it. I said, oh, you probably haven't been to Ben Lucky. And they said, oh, yeah, I go there all the time. I'm like, really? Okay. Well, uh, Ben Lucky's on uh, Middlebrook Pike, 4426 Middlebrook Pike. And it's B-I-N Lucky. And here's the deal, folks. Um, when you send something back to Amazon um, or to Lowe's, Home Depot, those big box stores, they do not go back up for sale. They are sent to a warehouse. They are put on big trucks, wholesaled out to these places that buy them. And one of them is Ben Lucky right here in Knoxville. And the trucks come in on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and they, uh, they never know what they're going to get. But all the items are brand new. Um, and they may be worth $20, $30, more, whatever. When they open up on Friday, everything in the store, every single thing is $8. I don't care if it originally cost $30 or $40, $8. Bucks. Saturday, $6. Sunday, $4. Monday, if there's anything left, $2. And Tuesday, I guarantee you they'll be closing early because everything will be gone. But if there is anything, it's a dollar. And then they start all over again. So go by, check them out. 4426 Middlebrook Pike across the street from the... KUB uh, substation there. It's right up from Ed Schaus Drive uh, as you go over to, um, to, uh, <clears throat> to to get on the interstate or something there. But check them out. Being lucky, B-I-N, lucky, and um, you'll do like me and Ed and get very, very lucky. So if you're there early, you get to see the items before they're Somebody grabs them, right? There you go. Get there early. Oh, there's a line. I'm, uh, I know for sure on Friday mornings when you really? get there. Uh, it's a mad dash. Wow. All right, Dan, what you got, buddy? All right, let's go to the mailbox. Here we go. Greta from Boston. What city in the U.S. has the greatest history of informing our country? Hmm. Well, I is it Washington, would be D.C.? Boston, wouldn't it? Well, Washington, D.C. or Boston, is that it? Yeah. Well, they say Philadelphia was the largest city in British North America. It served as a marketplace for the rich farming areas in Pennsylvania, and it was located centrally to all the 13 colonies. So Philadelphia, by its geographical location, you know, that's where they came up with the uh, Constitution. That's, um, mm -hmm. uh, Freedom Hall is there and stuff. You can see the Liberty Bell there. But Philadelphia has the greatest history, I think, in forming our country. All right. Let's see. Here we go. This is Henry from St. Louis. Are the bridges in the U.S. safe? Ooh. What do you think, Ed? <laughs> no. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you comfortable driving across bridges? No. <laughs> Have you ever driven across a bridge where you approach it and you go, hmm? I've been sitting on a bridge, like, well, I think it's uh, Campbell Station, one of the, in West Knoxville on the interstate, and trucks would come up on it, yeah. and the bridge would actually start bouncing. Oh, my God. When the tractor-trailer trucks would start going across it. And I was in the, on the other side where it wasn't moving, but right. the, one, the side that had the tractor-trailer trucks is actually bouncing the entire bridge. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's not good. Well, and, and this is a, a lot of bridges. I mean, I, I even see, like, I always think when I drive down Neyland Drive here in Knoxville along the river, there's a train, a bridge for trains. 
that thing looks rusted out completely. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. You know, they tried, they, they, they tried to get the railroad, it's owned by the railroad, the ra yeah. they tried to get the railroad to paint it, and they wouldn't do it. They wanted to paint it orange. And, uh, well, it's know. almost rusted orange. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But they wanted to paint it because it's right there at UT. And when they show the, 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 uh, the, the, the boats on the river on TV, you see that thing. You know, yeah. it's, it's an ugly bridge. Oh, God, it's ugly as could be. Yeah. Well, have you ever been in like a small little county or something and you come up to a one-lane bridge where everybody has to take turns crossing it? <laughs> and you 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 get up to it and you're going across it and it starts creaking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh please, dear God, let me make it across. <laughs> I'm too heavy. <laughs> oh. Well, they say there are more than six hundred and seventeen thousand bridges across the United States, and forty-two percent of them are at least fifty years old or older. Wow. Well, here's a here's a solution. What is it? Let's stop sending money overseas and let's fix our bridges. How's that? Are you saying spend money on ourselves, not on the people from in other countries that really don't care about us? I agree. That is crazy you know, they, talk. They estimate it takes $125 billion to fix every bridge in America. Well, we could do that just by stopping sending all that equipment to uh, overseas. Unreal. Money. 178 that? million trips are taken across structurally deficient bridges every day. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, there's, there's a bridge in Washington out on the coast yep. that when the wind blows real hard, it sways. Have you oh. seen that? No. Yes, oh, it my does. God. It's on, the, it's on the Columbia River, and yeah. it, it actually sways back and forth when the wind is blowing off the ocean. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's I, Yeah. I, I swear, there's a lot of bridges I've crossed over. When I would cross the country, I would see some going, yeah. When there was a bridge in, in like Minnesota that totally collapsed, like a four-lane yes, bridge? Yes, that's right. It was an interstate bridge. Yes. 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 Absolutely. So if you don't, folks, if you're listening to us and you say, oh, that couldn't happen. Well, you better hope it doesn't happen with you on it. Yeah, that's true. Because you will go down. All right, Ed, anything else on our mailbag? No, that's it, buddy. All right. Uh, this is the Ed and Bob Show. We like to, uh, well, let's move along. Let's get into some complaints. And we'll let Ed go first. All right. I got one for you. You've heard of the NAACP, haven't you? Yep. Well, they've issued a formal travel advisory for the state of Florida, arguing that the state has engaged in an all-out attack on black Americans and other minority groups. You're kidding me. No, I'm not God. kidding. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Here's a quote. Florida is openly hostile toward African Americans, people of color, and LGBTQs and individuals. That's what the, the advisory states, and it's on their website. You know, one of the senators from Florida, I think, is black. Mm. Or, or representatives are. So I, yeah. I think whoever came up with that is trying to... A little scare tactic. Yeah, I think so. Wow. That's All right, I got one for you, Ed. 
Okay. The United States is becoming a lazy country. Oh, yeah. Um, we used to be, you know, after the Dust Bowl, um, we were a country that was going to pull up the bootstraps and move forward and get things done. And it wasn't like an eight-hour workday. Some people work 12 hours. You know, in the fields, you work longer, whatever it takes. And now we're um, a country that wants to do as little as possible, I think, sometimes. And that scares me. Well, there's not as many volunteers as there used to be, is there? Is, is, has the U.S. just gotten... Has, have we... In our search to always make it better for our kids, and we had it, have we just made a bunch of softies? Yes, we have. <laughs> Where they just expect everything to come to them? That's probably the worst mistake we ever made, was trying to help the kids not to, not to be as bad as it was when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that may be right. I'm telling you it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, but then I look at people like... Uh, you know, pe people always bitch and moan about Donald Trump. You think he doesn't have any lazy children? So how did he do that? They're like lawyers. Uh, I mean, they're all highly educated. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know. We could use more. Uh, whatever he did, and guy his told his kids they're going to get a good education. I don't know what it was. But uh, we could use you more know, of that. You know, none of them drink, I don't think, either. I think you're right. I mean, I, yeah. as much bitching and moaning I have about Trump, that he has some very overachieving children. Absolutely. I think his daughter, if I'm not mistaken, has completely dropped out of the limelight. She said that she's done with politics. She helped her dad during that, but she wants to have her own family life. And they bought a house, and they're just living their life low-key, and they're not in the limelight. They're not in the newspaper anymore. Good for them. I wouldn't want to be either. You know, I'm, I'm very happy not being on county commission, to be honest with you. <laughs> very happy not to be well, on Well, I was going to talk to you about running again. Oh, no. no. <laughs> you did that All right, once. Ed, tell everybody how they can listen to this. The Ed and Bob Show is available at edandbob.com. That's the best place to go to hear it. Download the Apple Podcast app, Spotify app, or the TuneIn app. Just search Ed and Bob, and be sure to subscribe on Alexa in your Alexa skill settings and say enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll say, what do you boys want to hear? And say this, Ed and Bob Show. Bingo. Now, you got to go through some things to do that, but i tell you what, on edandbob.com, it's just a click away. It is, really. You just click on it, and all of a sudden you're listening. Hey, if you want to comment or complain, um, go to edandbob.com as well. we got a comment section. You can email us, edandbob at yahoo.com. Follow us around on social media, Ed and Bob Knox, that's K-N-O-X, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas, K-N-O-X, and we're on Facebook. You can find us there, and we'd love for you to um, say hello. So any corrections, anything you will apologize for, Ed? That's uh, too late now. <laughs> I got a shout out, my buddy Doug yeah. Davis. You know, um, I've known a lot, all the school bus drivers do so much for the students here in Knox County and all around the uh, East Tennessee. And Doug Davis has been a uh, contractor and 
many like 20 or 30 different buses out there every day traveling the roads and uh, always does a wonderful job for our citizens and for the kids of Knox County. And shout out to Doug Davis because he listens to our podcast. He's a great guy. All right, tell everybody what our next show is, Ed. We're going to go down to Mexico, the Woo, United States baby. border. It's, is it in chaos? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's man. an understatement. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the U.S. border. All right. Oh. That's next time. Ed, I enjoyed it. We will talk then, and have yourself a wonderful Memorial Day. Thank you, pal. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, folk, ain't that a hole in the boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep Just like the fellas said, tell me quick, ain't no